You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, welcome to the Viking Age podcast. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for thevikingage.com. And today, I am not joined by Chris Shad, but I am joined by a special guest. He is none other than One Bar from the uh, world-famous One Bar and Lepagus show <laughs> on YouTube. Uh, he and Lepagus, who actually writes for us here at the Viking Age, produced a, a ton of great Vikings-related video content over on their channel which I think is almost up to 8,000 subscribers. So give, go give that a look. Uh, so just welcome to the show, One Bar. Yeah, you know, I wish I was good, as good looking as Chris, but I'll, I'll do my best. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to be on here. I look forward to talking to some Vikings, talk to some people off the cliff. <laughs> yeah, we uh, apparently we need that. Uh, before we start today's show, make sure if you're watching this on YouTube to like this video, subscribe. And if you have already, we appreciate you. Make sure to follow on Twitter and Facebook. And also, we still have uh, a contest where we're giving away a free Justin Jefferson jersey. Uh, the details to enter that are in the description of this video. So go check that out if you're watching on YouTube. Um, yeah, go check that out to try and win a free Justin Jefferson jersey. All right. One bar. Uh, sometimes I like to open the show with some some random Vikings trivia, but I feel like uh, there's just a little too much to talk about uh, when it comes to... <laughs> Last night's disaster, so let's just get right into it. So, riding high after a, uh, a big week one win over the Packers, the uh, the Vikings were brought back down to earth on, on Monday night uh, when the Eagles pretty much punched them in the mouth and beat them 24-7 to to hand the Vikings their first loss of this season. Uh, nothing really went well for the Vikings on offense or defense. I guess I guess the punter did pretty good. Ryan Wright, yeah. baby, let's go, let's go, yes. Uh, it was just, it was just a really, really bad performance from a team that was viewed as a uh, NFC contender just a week ago. Uh, everyone was hopping on that bandwagon, and uh, now they're one and one, and uh, they got plenty to fix before they take on the Lions next Sunday. But you know, what was just your general reaction to the awfulness that happened on on Monday night in Philadelphia? Yeah, I mean, we we you say we got punched in the mouth, we got punched in the knees, we got punched in the crotch, we got punched yep. in every single orifice of our body. But I mean, you kind of said it, you alluded to it. Is is we're coming off the the Packers victory, and not just a Packers victory, but a Packers absolute stomping. 
So my mindset is more like it doesn't hurt as bad because of yeah. what we did in week one. And uh, going into this game, I mean, when you ask for a general reaction, you know, I predicted the Vikings to win. I, I actually, not just talking with my purple heart, I actually thought the Vikings were going to win. I know it's Monday night. I know it's the Eagles. We got everything against us. Um, I figured it was going to be a very high-scoring game. I figured it was going to be close. Um, so I was definitely shocked and very surprised on the outcome. Um, but looking at this Eagles team, I mean, Lopez and I went live after the game and we were just talking. It's like, you know, this Eagles team is actually pretty damn good. I mean, at some point we're going to have to give them a little bit of love. Um, but I just wish it would have been closer. I mean, I know we're going to be probably talking about some defense and some other things like that. Some other things that just went completely off the rails compared to week one. But my general reaction is, is I was surprised, but usually after a Vikings loss, I don't sleep very well, but for some weird reason, I, I slept okay last night. Yeah. I think my reaction too, wasn't as, as maybe harsh as it would have been in the past where, yeah, I, th- I think too, because I was kind of maybe maybe I was expecting this because as Vikings fans were used to to getting those highs like we got um, against the Packers in Week One, and then everyone was just like, "This team is is great. They're going to the Super Bowl. Like here we go. They're gonna they're gonna be the best team in the NFC." And I even said it on this show like last week. I was like, "Let's let's let's chill out. Let's let's slow down here. We've been here before. We've the Vikings have started five and zero before." Two times yes. and missed and missed no. the playoffs both times. <laughs> so let's let's chill out. Uh, but yeah, and I, even before the season, I I think a lot of people actually just figured this this game was probably going to be a loss. I don't think they figured it was going to be like this. I think they probably figured it might have been closer, like you thought it was going to be. But I think a lot of people already had this game as a loss, so it might have not, not been as big of a deal as maybe it would have been. Like losing, maybe if they lose to the Lions next week, people are going to be like, oh, okay. Um, which kind of seems possible now. Um, did but, you uh, did you predict the Vikings to win? Or what was your prediction? Do you think they're going to win or lose? Before, okay, after the Packers game, I did predict them to win. Um, on our show or whatever. But before the season even started, before I knew, like, I guess what the Vikings were capable of in that first game, I thought this. I thought this was a loss. Like, if I did my like game by game predictions, I predicted them to beat the Packers and then lose to the Eagles, just because. It's Philadelphia. It's tough, tough environment on the road. You know, I don't want to do the the typical Kirk Cousins Monday night thing, but like some reason, like the the bright lights just get to him. Um, you know, he has some wins in prime time, but they're against opponents that aren't that great. The Eagles are good. Like I think that's what I came out of this game too. Like you, like the Eagles are good. Like if they can stay healthy, they're gonna do some things. And I wouldn't if. You know, if I was the Vikings, I would not want to go to Philadelphia again in the playoffs if uh, if that happens again, because I don't I don't think there's a very good chance of them coming out with a win. Um, just looking at everybody, everybody, you could play like Kevin, Kevin O'Connell came out after the game was like, this one's on me. And I'm like, OK, thanks for doing that. But a lot of people made mistakes uh, on Monday night. But like, who do you is there anyone that sticks out? as deserving the most blame are there people that deserve like an even amount of blame do you agree with kevin o'connell that this was on him like who are you putting blame on after this i mean i love kevin o'connell on and what he's been doing so far he's mm-hmm. getting slimed he's being the player's coach he's doing everything yep. he's, he's even taking the losses 
Uh, but Ed Donatel should have came out and said, this one's on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know where the hell he was. Uh, and maybe he did. I, I didn't see anything what he said today. I mean, it's, it's, it was a gross game. Everybody played gross. Um, like you said, I mean, when, when the punter is the player of the game, he had some serious <laughs> issues in that game and he was the player of the game. So I, I Kirk Cousins, I'm a Kirk Cousins, I'm, I'm a Kirk Cousins fan. I, yeah. I like Kirk Cousins. I'm realistic with Kirk Cousins. He had a horrible game, gross yes. game. Uh, but the defense is just, I mean, it should be an unsolved mystery. I do not get what the hell they were doing yesterday. None of it makes sense. It was night and day. I don't know how you shut down Aaron Rodgers to less than 200 yards, no touchdowns, and then all of a sudden just do what we did last night. So defense uh, 100% gets this loss, um, and it's not even close for me. I, I mean, Irv dropping passes, Jefferson doing that weird route where he went behind him, whatever. It would have made it closer, but this defense mm-hmm. was disgusting. It was horrible. I hated it. So do you think that do you think the defense played better in the second half because they didn't give up any points? Do so you think that was more of like of the Eagles just being like we're not really going to like try a whole lot? Yeah, I know. I think at that point the Eagles were like these guys. We just need to run off this clock. Yeah. I, it was funny because I, I mentioned that and and Lopez put me in my place real quick and said, "Look, the Eagles weren't even trying in the second half. They're just trying to get the game over, yeah. which is probably definitely there's something to it." I mean, I don't even – they averaged like eight yards a play or something yeah, crazy like yeah. that. I didn't see it. Yeah. But they were almost toying with us. So I would love to say, yeah, our defense came out and we shut them out in the second half. But if they were had the pedal to metal, I think it probably would have been much grosser. I mean, oh, what yeah. are you feeling? Who, who is this on? <sighs> it's on Ed Donatel for sure. At least definitely in the first half. And in the second half, I feel like the Vikings had opportunities. Uh, they had that yeah. block – the block field goal. They got the interception. Like both, the, the interception was deep in in Eagles territory, and they came up with no points. They got the block field goal, and they came up with no points. Um, Kirk Cousins, yeah, he had a terrible game. Uh, if you want to say the first interception to Jeff, Justin Jefferson wasn't his fault, that's fine. I think interceptions, for the most part, a lot of the time are are quarterback's fault. Like he's an eleven year vet, put the ball where only Justin Jefferson can get it. And if he can't, then hopefully it goes out of bounds. But don't – it looked like a, an underthrow. Uh, I, I don't know. Since it was a weird play, the other two interceptions were terrible. So he doesn't get any excuses for those. Um, and he was just weird the whole game. Like I looked at his, his like pass chart or whatever, like on next-gen stats, and he had like three incompletions behind the line of scrimmage. And I'm like, how, how do you even do that? Um, but – you know, like like you said, like he's he has his he has his good moments. You're a realist when it comes to Kirk Cousins, and I I think sometimes that that can even be misinterpreted as as hate um, for not like just glorifying him for for everything or or taking pointing fingers at other people when things go wrong. But you know, speaking of Cousins specifically, does this do you think this game proves? that we're probably not going to see much change out of Cousins this season? Like, it's going to be probably the same stuff that we're used to? Or should we wait and see and see if Kevin O'Connell can can kind of get something different out of this guy? I think I think it proves that we're definitely going to see a more aggressive Kirk Cousins. I think okay. we're – I don't think we're going to see the, the, the same old Kirk Cousins. I think his stats are going to be worse. I mean, I, I don't have them in front of me, but I know the last couple of years he's – 30 touchdowns, seven interceptions, whatever it is, very low interceptions. 
Yes. I think they're going to uh, give Kirk Cousins a lot more freedom and ability to make some gross passes. Some are going to pan out, some are in. Last night, clearly, they did not pan out. But the same old Cousins, I don't think so. This this was easily, I mean, someone was referencing a game from 2020 that he had that was horrible, and I can't remember what it was. This is the worst the game Falcons? I can remember. The Falcons game? Yeah, maybe. I mean, th- this was the worst one I can remember of Kirk Cousins because the Eagles even dropped some picks. I mean, this he yep. could have had like six interceptions. This was <laughs> yeah. disgusting. Um, but I, I think we're going to see more aggressive Cousins, and his stat line might not make up for it, but I could see him having a game where Alcine goes out there and has five touchdown passes and a pick. And then the next game he has three touchdowns, three interceptions. I just think we're going to see a different version of him where the chains were let off a little bit. But you mentioned those passes. Before the line of scrimmage, I mean, he was throwing those. I mean, how many did you say there was? Three? Incompletes. Just three incompletes. Yeah, I mean, those things drive me nuts. Those (laughs) things drive me absolutely nuts. But he's coming off a game against the Packers that has a very good secondary. His quarterback rating was like buck 20 or something and had two, two touchdowns and no interceptions. So I just hope we get a little bit more consistency. Let's just find out what this Kirk Cousins is going to be. Yeah, I would say the Eagles secondary is is pretty good too. Um and the Lions, I think it's gonna be a little easier for, for Justin Jefferson probably to get open on Sunday. So. Uh defense for the Vikings, I'm not so sure against the Lions. That's gonna be uh interesting. I think I think Sunday will be a high scoring affair. Um so so you're not so you're not overreacting to this. You're not like the Vikings need to like just get ready to draft a quarterback this year, or are or are you like Let's let's do it. Like, <laughs> let's get on board right now. Let's, let's let's get the ball rolling and start scouting some quarterbacks. Are you are you leaning that way? I am a fan of taking a quarterback every year. It doesn't yeah. have to be early, but let's take a quarterback every damn year. I mean, Kellen Mond, yeah, that turned out it was not great. I mean, we've 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 had some issues at quarterback. Take one every damn year. Um, watching this game doesn't make me think that Kirk Cousins isn't the future. The the interesting yeah. part about that is we know coaches and GMs leashes have gotten shorter and shorter and shorter. So they need to shit or get off the pot with Kirk Cousins because they're not going to be around for four years if – I mean, are they going to live and die by Cousins? That's what we're going to have to decide. If for some reason this season goes completely off the rails and Kirk Cousins is a complete crap show, uh, yeah, by all means, let's bring in a quarterback. And that's more so just me thinking that realistic, like Quasey – and Kevin O'Connell are going to be like, we need to do something. I mean, if, if this is disgusting season, they, they need to do it. But I'm not on it. I think Kirk Cousins is still going to be here for a couple of years. I think Kevin O'Connell's love fest with him is, is I mean, they, they, they love each other. And unless something goes completely wrong, I can't see like a round one, round two quarterback, even though this draft appears to be very thick yeah. with beautiful quarterbacks. Yeah, so. it seems like it's, it's stacking up. Yeah, I mean, Kevin O'Connell's got the – the frame jersey, the frame Kirk Cousins jersey in his office. So you know he's the, like the best buds. You got one behind that curtain. I know it. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Michigan State jersey. That's what I have uh, back there. Um, you know, s- speaking of maybe some some overreactions. Um, I know you hang out on on Twitter sometimes, so you've probably seen some some crazy thoughts. But you know, is there any any big overreactions that you've you know seen or, or heard from after the Vikings lost in the last twenty four hours? Like you know fire Kirk or, or fire Donatel or whatever, or, you know, should have kept Zimmer or anything crazy like that. <laughs> should have kept Zimmer. You know, I, I, I have some Zimmer comments, but 
I don't know. I mean, the, the craziest ones, um, you've probably seen some crazier ones, but just the fact that all of a sudden coming out, the funny part is we come off the Packers win. And that's the best part about this is people can go so damn quick to where all of a sudden we're going to win the North. And then we lose the Eagles on Monday night. And then all of a sudden it's like, this is a sub 500 team. They suck. It's the same thing. The best part is, is they're saying like, see Zimmer, Zimmer wasn't wrong. You know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But all of a sudden to just be, we're going to, the season's over after two weeks. <laughs> It's laughable. I mean, what did you find? You had to find some good ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, there were a lot of good ones. Um, I think some of the stuff about, like, Kirk Cousins, um, you know, when he plays bad, everyone just kind of, like, piles on him. And I'm like, he threw three interceptions. So, like, did he didn't play well. So he's <laughs> he's deserving Gross of criticism. interceptions. Yeah, like, if, if like, Joe, Joe Burrow did this in week one, you know, he, he got tons of criticism, like, this happens. It's not just Kirk Cousins. I know it seems like it because he's on prime time and everything. You know that just like blew up everything because everyone's like, "Oh, Kirk Cousins' prime time records even terrible now." That was just that's easy money for people to do. Um, but yeah, like overreactions. There's always going to be overreactions. I think um, I tweeted this out. I found this out like this morning. I just, just like ran, randomly looking at stuff. Um, so the Vikings this year they want to. Their game, they won a home game and they lost an away game by 17 points. Uh, the last two times they won the NFC North, 2015, 2017, their first two games, they won a home game and they lost a road game by 17 points. Boom. Uh, here we so go. I, I was like, here, here we go. NFC North. Here we go <laughs> right now. But the main part of that was just to like get people to be like, guys, it's the second game of the season. Like, there is a long time. For things to turn around, um, so I'm not not too worried yet. Those, those uh, are the facts we need, though. We see everybody when there's a Monday night game throwing out Kirk Cousins' record and throwing out Vikings, yeah, blah yeah, blah yeah. blah. It's like, come on, man! You can there's a, a side to everything on this. So yeah. another I, overreaction I saw: Dalvin Cook. People are saying Dalvin Cook, he's done. He's washed up. I mean, <laughs> what's your thoughts on Dalvin Cook? Why are they were behind? They they were behind. Uh, 17 points what like it's valid. It's valid. they try they try to get him the ball and screens and everything but it just it wasn't working uh like when you're down by that many points you're you're probably not going to run the ball unless you are you know like zimmer uh you gotta stick <laughs> gotta, gotta stick with the run game um but yeah uh w- another stat that i found that isn't as great is about the defense and they gave up 485 uh total yards to the eagles last night um during the Mike Zimmer era, which I think was like 134 games or whatever, uh, they gave up more than 485 yards five times. So oh, damn. T- two games into <laughs> the Kevin O'Connell era, they've already done it once. So uh, not off to a good. Yeah, what what was that defense though? Like it looked like prevent the whole time. I don't. People are saying they they were daring, trying to dare Jalen Hurts to throw the ball, but like after the first quarter when he starts off like perfect isn't that a sign to not do that anymore yeah that was (laughs) and i i I actually believe the fact that they were going into this game they're going to make jalen hurts beat him with his arm yeah but what you say is is exactly i mean he ended up what do you like five or six incompletions he had 300 plus yards 
clearly was beat. I mean, when when these guys were catching the balls, they had five yards to do whatever they want before anyone was even around them. So that's the part that burns my ass the most is they didn't adjust at all, yeah. at all. I mean, this defense, it, it was like Tecmo Bowl. You, you, you just do that one curling route every damn time, and you're going to get a first down. I, I didn't get it. It was it, it. That was the worst part of last night. Yeah, no just, adjustments. Uh, I think it might have been Kevin Seifert or something that said like the average amount of separation each Eagles receiver had was like four yards uh, whenever they were targeted, which is insane. Yeah, um, do you put that? Is that on the players? Is that what they're supposed to? I don't get it. I don't. Yeah, get the, we don't. We don't know. I don't understand who to be mad at. They benched. They benched Dantzler towards the end of the game, which was weird too. Cause I think a lot of people thought he was playing well. I think, um, I think it might've been Luke Braun that kind of alluded to the, the long bomb kind of being on Dantzler and him taking like the wrong, the wrong coverage, yep. not getting no. blamed on, on Bynum. Um, so that might've played a part in it, but I thought Dantzler did. Uh, otherwise I thought Dantzler did pretty good. He had a bunch of good tackles, um, some stops, but, yeah, it was just they didn't make any adjustments. They were getting like the linebackers were getting beat, safeties were getting beat. I think Zadarius Smith had like five pressures. He was like the only real highlight, I guess. They had some decent sacks, but yeah, Jalen Hurts completed over eighty three percent of his passes. What? <laughs> yeah, and and Danzler, I'm on, I'm on your Danzler had a few really good series, back to back, which which made his game look a little bit better than it probably was. I didn't see his PFF score at all, but I saw that too where he got yanked yeah. um, for some play where he just completely biffed it. And Danzler, I think, is going to be a guy that is just completely up and down um, yeah. until we, until he figures it out or, or he's just, maybe he's just going to be inconsistent. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, the, no pressure. Where's the blitzes? Where's our run defense? Yeah. One horrible Harry up in their butts yeah. every damn play. It was just weird, and that's the only way I can describe it. It was just weird as hell. Now, we can say that the Eagles' offensive line, much better than what the Packers had last week because they didn't have Bakhtiari, they didn't have Jenkins. Yeah, I like their line. Lana Dickerson, uh, yeah. the dude kept, what do you have, like three uh, penalties right off the bat. I was getting so damn happy. He kept going <laughs> off. I don't know what he's doing. Going from. Illegal man downfield. Yeah. 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 They had a lot of those. Man. Yeah. But their offensive line is, I mean, Kelsey's yeah. still playing at a, at a high level. I love Landon Dickerson and they got Lane some Johnson good players. Yeah. Yeah. It's much, much better than uh, what the Packers had. So I'm sure that played into it. I'm, I'm sure the Vikings this year, just all year, they're going to depend on their pass rush kind of making up for their lack of talent in the secondary and they're going against the the lions on Sunday who they have a pretty good offensive line too. So they're going to have to figure some things out. Um, Here's a question for you. Where have Adam Thielen and KJ Osborne been the first two weeks of the season? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early. So everyone can go home on time. There's Granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Osborne especially. I mean, yeah. I don't even think that dude. Do these guys have 10 targets on the season? I mean. He's got five. He's got, five, he's got as many catches as uh, Johnny Munt this year. I know that. Munt. 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 KJ Osborne and Johnny Munt have the same amount of catches this season. That's that's not good. That's I. I would be surprised if KG Osborne has more than eight targets the entire so far through two games. Feeling same thing. I mean, yeah. take out uh, take out that fourth quarter, and the guy hasn't done anything yeah. all season. And it, to me, Kirk Cousins looks so zoned in on Justin Jefferson yeah. on every damn play where he's completely forcing it. Whatever. I, I don't know. They, I mean, that's that's one of the biggest things coming into the season. What I was most excited about with Kevin O'Connell with this offense is I figured that it could be any game. Someone someone could go off on any game. And I know we're only two yep. games into it. There's plenty of time. Yeah. But I expected this ball to be spread out all over the place between Dalvin Cook, our receivers. Even when Smith-Marset was still in the picture, I figured there's going to be the fourth receiver, whoever it is. Now it's Rager. Um, so that is that's my biggest thing that they need to figure out because Adam Thielen needs to get his ass in this game. Yeah, uh, Osborne has six targets this year. Um, yeah, that's that's not not good. Uh, Thielen, yeah, Thielen wasn't even targeted in the first half last night, and that's like they had the Vikings had four. I think no, they had five drives in the first half yesterday. Four of them were three and outs. Um, and I know people will want to say like. The defense played horrible, which they did, but they didn't get any help from the offense, and they were probably gassed. Uh, you know, they get off the field three plays later, they got to get back on the field. That's not a good recipe for uh, success. So they got to figure that out because last year the Vikings did lead the league in three and outs. So let's not uh, have that happen again. But yeah, feeling hey, uh, what? like. At oh, what point do you think do you think Thielen's going to start getting annoyed by that? I mean, Thielen's season yeah, fat I favorite. I mean, at what point does he say, "Give me the ball"? I think. Well, he said after the game last night, like you know, I'm just going to do what I can do, control what I can control, and I'm just like, eh. <laughs> we're getting. Yeah, we're, I think great. we're getting. I think we're getting there. <laughs> getting to the, we're getting to the. He's going to get a, a Stefan Diggs cold soon, and uh, you oh know. boy. Have a conference, <laughs> Stefan Diggs. By the way, holy yeah. moly, last night, dude. He yeah, is. I could, I could have done without that. He's very happy to be in Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, they need to figure out Thielen. They need to figure out Osborne. I mean, everything. Spread the ball around. He's so yeah. zoned in on Jefferson. Yeah, and and that might not be. That might be O'Connell. O'Connell might be like, hey, like it could be the the Jefferson ratio. Like you know, like. The, the the Moss ratio or whatever, um, it could it could be what O'Connell wants and and that's why Cousins is forcing it because he's like I'm just doing what they yeah. want me to do, which is sometimes what he does whether it's good or bad. Um, <laughs> that's just what he he likes to follow things by the book and it's that could be a problem. Dream. 
do yeah. what you tell him to do. So, so O'Connell has to figure out a way for him to be like, yes, get the ball to Jefferson. But if Thielen is like streaking up the sideline or Dalvin Cook's wide open 10, 10 yards down the field, get them the ball too because they can make plays. So, man, did he miss some open? He did. That's the weird part. He's forcing it to Jefferson, but he also missed Jefferson on some wide ass open plays. Like they were, they were all like all the receivers and all the, all the running backs, whatever, whatever. They were like, yeah, we were open. Like <laughs> the whole game, they didn't really throw anything at us that we didn't expect. So, like, we just didn't make plays, and I'm like, that's that's not encouraging to hear. And I think Patrick Peterson sort of said something similar about the defense, like that they didn't throw anything at them that they weren't expecting. And I'm like, you shouldn't say that. Like, that just makes you guys look really bad. Um, so, um, just yeah, we talked about the offense, what needs to change. So just yeah, getting more people mixed up. Um, Hey, how long do you think it'll be until we see uh, Lewis seen in the starting lineup? <laughs> I I saw somebody tweet out. He only had one play last night, I think. Exactly. So yeah. why does Josh Metellus have 10 snaps and Lewis seen had one? Yeah. That good. that's that's the weirdest part about it. I get Cam Bynum. I'm a Cam Bynum guy. He had a horrible yeah. game yesterday, yeah. but that's gonna happen. Yep. Um, but I, I don't get why Metellus would have 10 snaps the scenes one i mean maybe he was i know he wasn't active last week so maybe they're bringing him on slowly but i want to see uh, i'm torn i want to see cam bynum out there i want to see lewis seen out there i want to see them maybe get a little funky with cam bynum maybe cornerback mm-hmm. do, do something out there to get them all on the field but he was our first round pick yeah i want his ass on the field and yeah. i want an alter soon yep. and especially if this defense is playing like this get him out there at least see what he's got so I don't know. I mean, what are you thinking? You want him to marinate on the bench for a little while? You want him just throwing the throw him right into the mix? I don't know. I think this defense needs more speed because um, I think right now Jordan Hicks and and Eric Kendricks, you know, as good as they might have been, I think they're a little too slow these days. And uh, I think if you get more chances to get seen on the field, more chances to get Brian Osamoa on the field, I think oh, yeah. more more of that is is better for the Vikings because. You know, Eric Kendricks and Jordan Hicks are veterans. They know where they're supposed to be or whatever, but I don't think they're playing that well so far this year, especially Jordan Hicks. He's had a bunch of missed tackles. He's been getting burned in coverage. It's just uh, not good so far. Things could change, but I just think they need more speed on the field. That's like what that's what we've been hearing like all offseason. Like that's what this this defense is is being built on is the speed and the linebackers, the speed and the, the secondary. So so why don't we get more speed on the field? Because Right now they're getting burned by everybody. They almost Christian Watson should have burned them all week one, but he dropped that pass. Uh, <laughs> Quez Watkins uh, burned Leonard him Smith last night. Us, he caught it. Yeah, yeah. Irv Smith. Um, please, they shouldn't bring him back next year, right? Like what? I can't see any way in hell. I mean, uh, when you're when you're feeding Johnny Month the ball more than Irv Smith, <laughs> um, that's an issue. I. I Irv, love Irv, love when we drafted him. Yeah, love the yeah. fact that we got him. Let him go start off somewhere else. Yeah. They're, they're not going to be able to pay him what he probably yeah. thinks he deserves. Yeah, uh, he could be. Maybe he's a guy that goes and tries to do a one-year prove-it deal. But I'm I'm fine moving on from Irv. 
I felt bad for the guy. <laughs> he ended up having a decent game after that. But yeah, he almost dropped his touchdown catch too. I, I saw <laughs> he like bobbled it on the way in. I'm like, geez, Louise, man. But Are you know, it's fair, fair to say you're not an Irv guy or what? You want to move on from Irv? <sighs> I just think there's a lot of hype around him, and there's nothing to like. I a lot of hope for Irv. Just hasn't. Yeah, there is, him. and it's it's in the he's in the final year of his contract, and I know injuries happen or whatever, but that's part of football too. Like you got to stay healthy. Um, he is coming off the thumb injury, so I will give him a little leeway on those drops because no, it might not. Feel- not <laughs> there's play- there's receivers out there that could have caught that with their butt cheeks. That thing was perfect. <laughs> Catch the ball, man. Yeah, that was could right. have been a game changer. I don't want to go to fantasy land, but that was just could've. like Watson last week. If Watson catches yep. that, it's a whole different game. Irv yep. catches that, whole different game. Yep. Yeah, it was uh it wasn't good. It was very untimely. And uh what about Rager? Do you think like I was waiting we we talked about him maybe a little bit earlier, but like I was waiting for the Vikings to throw him in there and like just have a deep shot on him just to get him like some sort of redemption in Philadelphia because every time he got the ball last night it was just huge Booze like sixty thousand people booing one person. He was he was he he might have felt he probably felt like you know like uh I don't even know who the villains are in, in wrestling now, but uh you know like <laughs> Macho Man when he was a bad guy or Hollywood Hulk Hogan, just like every time he touches the ball, huge booze. But I thought it would have been a good idea, you know, like back in the day, Aldrich Robinson, he he would go on the field and just streak up the field. I feel like Rager's got that speed, and they could have maybe tried that. Um, but they didn't do that. Yeah, I mean, and the fact that they're booing, boo your GM, boo Howie, Ro- whatever right, nuts right, is, right. drafting his ass. Don't be booing Jalen Rager. You guys got a nice little compensation package for Jalen Rager. We gave you a fourth, whatever, and a seventh for Rager. You should be cheering for that man. You should be cheering for him. And they, they did actually, I mean, they looked his way a couple of times. I would have loved yeah. for him to go deep. I would have loved for him to take one of the house on a punt return. He's also only been there for, what, three weeks? Two weeks? Yeah, I mean, it it would have been a great story. They could have made a movie on it someday, but the dream (laughs) is dead. Hey, whatever. Maybe maybe if they meet in the playoffs, by then he's, like, become, like, a a factor in the offense, hopefully. I think he's got – I think he's got a lot of potential, actually, in the offense. Hell, yeah. What what is he, like – He's still only is it twenty two? Is it twenty three? He's he's very young. Yeah, he's he's young, and he's super fast. Like, it felt like the Eagles didn't really – maybe use him the way he was supposed to. It felt like a Cordero, Cordero Patterson in a North Turner kind of offense situation where it's like, this guy has a, a skill set, but you're not really using him the way you should. Yeah. He's 23. So yeah, he's, he's got, he's got a lot of time. Him and he can learn some stuff from Justin Jefferson. And that's the thing. Like they got a lot of weapons and it doesn't seem like at least last night, it didn't seem like anyone, was really like super wide open as as they were against the Packers. I know some guys got open, but it wasn't wasn't even close to the Packers. But I I don't I don't know. There's a lot of weapons, and they're averaging now 15 points a game, uh, which is not probably not what people expected with Kevin O'Connell being the head coach coming in and from the Rams. Um, but yeah, they need to. They need to figure some things out. They need to get some fire up their yeah. butt. That, that yeah. was one of the worst things yesterday. Yeah. Defense, offense. I don't care if it takes a 15-yard penalty of the, someone on defense getting in their face. I mean, let's get this squad fired up. There, there was nothing there yesterday. They were like zombies. 
Um, Ooh, Philadelphia, come on, let's go. <laughs> so let's let's look let's look let's look back real quick at the last two seasons. Would the defense have been even worse if Zimmer was not there? Uh, I w- if I didn't know about the whole Zimmer, just turns out Zimmer was just a crabby old guy. Get oh off my, my lawn. God, yeah. I mean, I can't take that out of the equation. So these guys weren't even probably playing for him. They're yeah, probably they just care. like, this guy's the worst. I don't want to play for him. So I always have that factor in there, but you can't dismiss the fact that Zimmer is a defensive used to be, maybe whatever it was. Could it have been worse? Absolutely. It could have been worse. Pre Kirk Cousins. You can do pre pre Kirk Cousins and post Kirk Cousins things. Uh, 2019, though, they were still good. So 2018, 2019. Yeah. I mean, it just fell off the rails so quick. Yeah. I mean, it, they went from like top 10 to just bottom feeders. I yeah. mean, they got so bad so quick. I, I just think they lost the oomph. I think when Zimmer was there, I loved when we hired Zimmer. I was yeah. all on board the Zimmer yeah. train. I loved it. I love the fact that he just came off as a badass. Yep. But it just got stale really quick. And I think the players drank that staleness yeah. and was were sick of it. So, but to answer your question, yeah, I do think it actually could have been worse. I don't want to yeah. say that, but I think it could have been. <laughs> I mean, yeah. when you rattled off the stat that however many yards we gave up yesterday, mm-hmm. and Zimmer only did that a handful of times already. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that speaks that speaks volumes. We got some yeah. damn good players on defense. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, uh, it's tough. Yeah, because you said like the Zimmer stick or whatever wore out, and it's probably because they weren't winning. Because if they were winning, probably would have been fine. Um, but they weren't winning, so he he had to go. I'm not arguing that he didn't have to go because he did. There was there was a need for a change, but yeah, he's he's a great defensive mind. He always has been. I think people didn't maybe don't realize what he was given to work with the last maybe two years. Um, they got rid of a bunch of guys in 2019 or before the 2020 season with like they had to get rid of Linval Joseph, Xavier Rhodes, uh, Trey Waynes. Uh, Everson Griffin, like a lot of guys that were essential to his success on defense, they had to get rid of, and then they replaced him with, you know, 27 rookies uh, that were now cut this summer. <laughs> he uh, didn't appear to want on the So, <laughs> so uh, it doesn't seem like he was making any mistakes by not playing him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of, it's, it's tough because, but, but you know what? He's gone. It's it is what it is. They got Donatello, who's got to he's got to figure some things out right now because you cannot go into a game like that again. You cannot go into the Lions game on Sunday yeah, like that yeah, because horrified. Because Jared Goff actually like he would pick them apart. Like Amon Ross St. Brown is on fire right now. He's been on fire since like the end of last season. He's continued that this year. DeAndre Swift is is playing really well as as well. Um. Let's just talk about it. Next Sunday, Lions. Is that a must-win game for the Vikings? Shit. <laughs> week three, one and one, after we beat the Packers week one, and we're talking must-win games. Against the Lions. There's, there's some, <laughs> some mildly valid. I mean, Lions, what scares me about the Lions, they are scoring a ton of points. Yep. Why did the Lions score 35 points against the Eagles and we can only score seven? Right. That's... That is that is they were not home. great. 
they were home to us. It was a sold out crowd for like the first time in like how yeah, long? Yeah, like and, and, and Vikings, when they were at home, they, they same yeah. thing. Yeah. The, the Lions have had two games, and I believe both have been at home, and they've put up a ton of points yeah. both times. Yep. Um, so the Lions offense scares me. Is it a must win? When you look at the next couple of games, they got the Lions and then they go to London for the Saints. Yeah. Then they have the Bears. Saints, uh, not that good. Yeah, but then they got the Dolphins, who appear yeah. to be uh, a little Very bit of a surprise good. team. So I'm never going to call the third game of the season a must win. I think it's more of a, uh, I don't know what you call it. We got to win it, but it's not a must win. <laughs> we got to win it for morale. We got to win it for yeah. the reason why I, I would consider it maybe a must win. I want to see how Kevin O'Connell, Ed Donatil, and this new regime bounces back. Yep. From such a disgusting loss. If they go out there and get their asses handed to them by the Detroit Lions after last year giving them their first win, stuff's going to start hitting the fan real quick. And I don't care if it's week three, but they, they need to beat the Lions. I'm not going to call it a must win. That doesn't make sense, but I'm... I'm, I'm <laughs> I, I need- well, there were, there were people who were calling... I, I remember, like, look at, like, is week one must win? I'm like, guys, let's, let's come on. It's week one. Uh, every game is a must win in the NFL, realistically. Yeah, um, well, here, let, let me rephrase this. It's not a must win for the season, but if they lose this game, I will officially be concerned. Yeah, for sure. I, But at the same time, I think the Lions, the Lions are much better. Like know, the last, the, la- the end of the end of last season, they won like three out of four games. They start they're They almost beat the Eagles. You know, they're one and one this year. They get Dan Campbell, you know, they're say, what you, say what you will legit. about him and being a big O for whatever, but he's actually got some interesting ideas, like the whole like player run practice and training camp. I was like, that's a really good idea. I don't I know think why. he was just hung over. I'm not buying that. He was hung over. He wanted nothing to do with that day. There's no way in hell that flies any other team. I will say it's uh I'm. It's tough not to be a Lions fan. I don't know if it's yeah. to the point where we just feel bad for him, or if everybody loves Campbell just because he's a meathead like Tice was, but seems to be a little bit smarter. Yeah. Uh, it's tough not to root for the Lions. And aside from tomorrow, I, I want the Lions to. I'd be more mad if the Vikings lost to the Bears in a couple of weeks than if, if we lose to the Bears. The then I'm I'll cashing be. in. But the game, I think the game's in Minnesota against the Bears, which they. Typically, the Vikings typically win the games in Minnesota. You know, the Vik- it'll it'll be the end of the year. I think it's the second to last game where the Vikings play in Chicago. Oh shit! The and the, the the Bears will be like two and thirteen, and the Vikings will be like seven <laughs> and time. eight, seven and eight on the brink of the playoffs, and and the Bears will just randomly win. It's gonna it's gonna happen. The Bears just look bad, bad. but you know what? I, the the Packers didn't destroy them. So that makes me think like the Packers aren't that good either. Like it's going to be very interesting to see how this NFC North shakes out yeah. five weeks from now to see where it's standing, because you're right. I mean, the Packers didn't blow them out. I mean, no. and, and the bears got that first score. I'm like, Holy shit. I hope the bears, <laughs> I, this might actually happen. Then it became back to reality. But I mean, what do you, do you think this is an actual must win week three? No, I, I think I'm like you where like, I think it's an important game. I think it would be good to get things back on track. 
I think if they lose this 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 game, things can go off the rails pretty quick because you know you do have to go to London. Who knows what can happen out there? It's better than going to New Orleans, but at the same time, London's just a world of its own. Then you got that game in Miami, which is in Miami, which I don't I don't care if the Vikings win the rest of their games heading up to that game. That game is going to be very difficult no matter what. Uh, uh, I don't know who is covering Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle. Like if they just want to have People standing in the end zone the whole time. To, uh, just that is try, terrifying. That just, is just terrifying. try and catch them. I guess we have to hope that maybe one of them get gets hurt. I don't like to do that, but I that might be their only chance. You might not like to do it. I'll I'll do it all day. <laughs> Doesn't have to be anything crazy, but uh, yeah, that's that's scary. That's scary. But, and the Lions got some offensive weapons. Swift scares me. They do. The, the Vikings have not proven they could shut down the run, and DeAndre Swift. Is damn good, and like you good. said, their offensive line is good. So the Lions are are they're legit. They're legit. Line, the 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 line, the spreads already dropped since last night. It was I think it was seven and a half at the end of Sunday. Started down to five and a half. Um, so <laughs> could be falling even. The, but the over under is like fifty three, and I'm like, that seems low. <laughs> fifty? No, that's a, it's the same over under as the Bills and Dolphins game, which I was like. Wow. That's yeah, that that game, that game is going to be good. Bills and I expect some points. I expected the Vikings to put up points against the Eagles, too, though, and it yeah. did not happen. Yeah, and, I know and, nothing. and looking back, they didn't really put up a whole lot of points against the Packers, just 23. Um, they didn't do a whole lot in the second half, so their offense might be in a little bit of a funk. So hopefully, I'm not, I'm not pressing the alarm buttons yet. It will be. I mean, it had to happen sooner. Kevin O'Connell gets his first loss. Like I said, the biggest thing for me this week is seeing how they bounce back. They can't come with flat. They they can't do it at all. Uh, otherwise, a lot of questions will be raised. All right, one bar. That's gonna do it. Uh, you want to just tell people maybe where they can find you and uh, and your partner on on the YouTube's. Yeah, hit us up on YouTube, One Bar and Lopagus Show. We're uh, we come on probably more than people want us to, but we're on there daily <laughs> talking pretty much anything Vikings. And Lopagus usually has a ten foot beer in front of him. He starts talking a little goofy, so uh, we have a lot of fun. But I uh, appreciate you having me on, Adam. We gotta we gotta have you over on our show for sure. Sure, shoot some shit, talk some Vikings. So uh, this is this was good. You, I appreciate. And you it. guys, you, you guys do a bunch of live streams, right? Like you said, you went live after the game last night. Yep, live yeah. after the game, win or lose, and then we go live Wednesday nights, just kind of pregame. So we'll be talking a lot of Lions tomorrow, and we'll have uh, Micro Mike from Detroit Lions talk on. Get to know these pesky ass Lions. Yeah, they're they're, they're pesky is the right word to use. Uh, yeah, so go check that out. Uh, subscribe to our channel if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, on here and like this video, uh, and you can get the audio form of this podcast. It'll be out probably tomorrow which is uh, Wednesday, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts. Go check that out. Make sure to follow the Vikings on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, Chris should be back on Thursday. But once again, thanks for joining us, One Bar. And uh, until Thursday, we will talk to you later.
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.